Welcome in to You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast with behind-the-scenes people, because Brian Morton wants you to know he's got a better opinion than you, and he's going <laughs> to let you know about it. I do. If that's what you say. I'm you Eric should Dor- know. <laughs> I'm Eric Dorsey's Brian Morton. Uh, today, Brian, we're going to talk about a show that, look, it's been around for a little while. We just are finally getting around to talking about it. It's the biggest show on TV right now. That is Yellowstone. If you haven't seen Yellowstone, we'll give you a brief synopsis, but before I, I don't want you to have to listen too long to this. If you haven't seen Yellowstone yet, hit pause on the show. Get yourself Paramount Plus. Get yourself Peacock. <laughs> By the way, if either of those companies want to give us checks for promoting them, we're absolutely happy to take them off your hands. Uh, we don't have to let Brian know that you're giving us checks. But, uh, but watch this show. It really is a great show. There's going to be some spoilers coming up as we talk about it. But, Brian, I guess the best way to describe this show would be, and I know we've mentioned it to each other a couple times, I heard another one the other night that was kind of good, too, was the, the, the way I heard it last night was it's Bonanza meets The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that, that, to me, is really the fairest way to describe this show. Yeah, I was telling people it was just a soap opera, which it kind of is. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that description, it's like, oh, yes, that's exactly the best way to describe it. It's Bonanza meets, if you know what Bonanza is, yeah. meets The Godfather. Yes. It absolutely, it really does have that. And you know what was funny is someone said to me, it's, it, or I heard it's Bonanza meets The Godfather. The first thing I thought about doing was... Okay, well then, who would be Fredo? Who is, and, and it's obvious who Fredo is, but it's like, who's Fredo? Who's Michael? Who's Sonny? Who's Lord Green? Who's Hoss? <laughs> it's just all, yeah. And then, then you start going to the Bonanza side of it, and it's like, okay, all right. But you're like, who's Hop Singh? Once someone mentions it, you start seeing, like, okay, these pieces really do fit that way. They really do fit that way. Now, uh, Yellowstone, a show written by Taylor Sheridan, who, if you haven't heard of Taylor Sheridan, you must be under a rock. He's got, last I heard, he's got about 13 miniseries that are greenlit to yeah. start plus or have movies. already started or, or plus movies <laughs> sicario you uh, you always bring up hell or high water hell or high water is a great movie yeah and what's interesting Tulsa is this, yeah this guy was never supposed to be he was never a writer he was an actor who just couldn't get it going couldn't get his career going the way he wanted to and one day a friend came to him and said i got this story do you want to try writing it and he did and it worked out coincidentally that story happened to be uh sicario and it's like oh okay yeah you can do this go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and keep doing this <laughs> Uh, but and he's a real honest to God cowboy. He's a real honest to God. You know what I find? And sorry if you're listening to this. We're getting into a little fandom here. Did you know he bought the sixes? Yeah, I, I heard that the uh, other he's day. He's a partial owner. He's a partial owner. But it's like, okay, yeah, you really are a cowboy. Like yeah. a real, like not 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 doing this when for the they, fun of they, it. They said anybody that works on any of his shows, like especially Yellowstone, they go to horse school so yep. they know how to ride a horse to look exactly as a cowboy would look. It's mm-hmm. like, and that to me is like, oh yeah. I, I, you know, Walking Dead, it was like zombie schools. Like, that would be fun. No, no, I would go to cowboy school in a heartbeat. It's like, oh, that would be yeah. cool. Well, and, and doing the preparation for all this, obviously, I've seen this show and I, I know a lot about it. You and I talk about it on a weekly basis. But in doing prep, I kind of wanted to, you know, go back and see some stuff. And uh, all the horses that are on this show, he provides yep. because he said in an interview, uh, none of these, like, a lot of, like, movie horses are stupid and they're not broken the right way right so we provided the horses so that these guys don't get hurt and then he's in the show he plays you know the horse salesman for the for the yellowstone and they asked him well why are you doing that he goes i didn't think anybody else was you know gonna do it the way i wanted it so i figured (laughs) i'll do it and it's just it's very good he has a very singular vision for how he wants this done and they even asked kevin costler it's like do you taylor sheridan gives you a, a script how much of that do you say? And he goes, 100% of it. Like, he I, I, he doesn't tell me how to act. I don't tell him how to write. And I'm never going to mess with how he right. writes. When something's written well, 
you just do what's there. You don't try to make it better. Which this show is written well. Absolutely. I, I, as I as as I sit here talking to you about it, I, I'm going through every episode in my head. I'm trying to figure out. And there are not a lot of areas where I can say, ah, they kind of sold out on that one, or they no. phoned it in in that scene just to kind of get by. Every scene carries immense weight, and it's one of those shows where I really do believe you can't miss a scene, even the smallest little thing seems to come back or be a part of something down the road. It's not one of those ones where you can say, oh, that episode you could take, or that that scene you could take away, and it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and there's not, it's not like, the only other series that I feel that's sort of comparable to this is Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And even in that series, there were whole episodes where you go, oh, this is just a dialogue episode where they're just building. Yellowstone doesn't have that. Every episode has something going on. And even if there's, uh, a scene where where a lot of exposition and we're building stuff. The next scene, something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely, something's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, just to give you a quick, like we said, it's Godfather meets Bonanza. But just to give you the overview, uh, Kevin Costner plays John Dutton, the the owner uh, operator of this big ranch in Montana. I think it's the biggest ranch. It's in supposed Montana. to be the largest ranch left in the United States, contiguous okay. ranch. So gotcha. it's one piece of land. Yep, owns this the largest ranch in Montana and. He he's got his you know his family. He's got multiple children. There's uh, Casey, who's kind of the the son that wants nothing to do with it. He is almost right. like uh, Al Pacino. He's the son that yeah. got out. He didn't want anything to do with it, and he's gonna kind of he slowly works his way back in. You obviously have Jamie Dutton, who is the Fredo, I guess we can call uh, him. Yep, yep. Uh, I thought about it. There really is. Uh, I guess if you're gonna do Sonny, it, it, it's it's kind of Rip Wheeler. Yep. Who. Rip Wheeler is an episode unto himself. You could talk about this guy. And then there's Beth, who she's sort of the daughter in The Godfather, but she's actually a con- like a, a human being that can function on her own, and, unlike and the daughter. And she's more involved in the family than the daughters in The Godfather ever yeah. were. Of course, but, different time frames, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but... It's the largest working ranch, and it's the ranch. he's fighting to protect it. He owns more land than, in the opinion of most people, anybody should. The state wants to progress and become bigger and expand. Yep. He wants nothing to do with that. He's got what he wants. He doesn't really want to settle. So the the it's we're on season five now, but the last four seasons have been the fight to keep the land, the ways to keep the land. And let's be honest, some of those ways are. Not exactly legal. Yeah, he fights I mean, the government. He fights the Indian reservation, mm-hmm. conservationists. Everybody well, wants to take this land away or break it up somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's he's the sixth generation. I read sixth generation yes. owning this land. So it's like, yeah, you'd want to hang on to this land. Absolutely. Now I, I said before the show that I had a question I wanted to ask, and it's an easy, easy question to ask. I, I, I'm driving home last night because Brian made me work late last night, <laughs> and then I had to come back and do this show with him. Uh, but I, I was thinking on the whole way home, I don't know how to answer this question, and I think that's why I have to be the one that asks it. Mm-hmm. What is it about Yellowstone that is so appealing? Because there's not a large percentage of the masses that could relate to this show. We don't ride horses every day. We don't rope cattle. We don't fight. Indians for our, it's cowboys and Indians, but we don't fight people for our land. Well, but you could also say the same thing about Dallas. Remember, Dallas was huge, but I don't run an oil company, and I don't. There's a soap opera thing that if the characters are good, they draw you in. Mm-hmm. That this has that. It's well written. The characters are great, but you know, in here in America, the, the cowboys. Everybody's got a cowboy fantasy. Everybody loves cowboys, and these aren't. Uh, John Wayne 
ride around pretend to be cowboys. These guys are portraying, honest to God, real cowboys. They're working the ranch. They're herding the cattle. They're branding the cattle. Mm-hmm. That's what a cowboy is. And to me, that makes it even more fascinating. And then you add in the political aspect, working against the Indian reservation, working against the government, to the political machinations that are going on behind the scenes, too. And it just it's got a little something for everybody. Yeah. And I fought wanting to see it. My wife wanted to watch it from year one, and is like, I don't want to watch some cowboy soap opera. That sounds silly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, I think, season three, maybe four, I finally relented and went, fine. Everybody says it's good. Let's try it. And I was hooked on episode two. It's like, yeah. oh, got to watch the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's what happened for me. Uh, we we did not start watching it originally. I saw little bits of it, like when flipping on the TV. I'm like, oh, Kevin Costner, Cowboy. I can give this three minutes. But I had no context for what I was watching. And then one night, uh, my wife calls me on my way home, and she goes, she goes, do you know anything about this Yellowstone show? I was like, I've heard about it. I don't know about yeah. it. She's like, well, I, you know, I had the day off. I, I watched, like, the first three episodes, and I kind of want to keep watching this. And I'm like, sure, go ahead. She goes, do you want to watch it with me? I was like... Yeah, I'll give it a shot. So I, I watched episode four with her, and at the end of it, I was like, do you care if we watch the first? I didn't even get the <laughs> sentence out where she goes, no, we can watch them again. And I was like, perfect. And it, yeah, like you, it was, I got to watch this show. I can't I can't not watch this show. And, and I agree. It's the cowboy fantasy aspect of it. It really is. But I think, and this, <laughs> this is going to sound bad from what it is, but I think if you watch this show, there's someone in this show, now maybe not directly because we don't kill people, but there's someone in this show you can directly relate Absolutely. with in some context. Or that you want to relate you to. You want to relate. Like, I, I, Bev laughs because I'm totally a mark for Rip. Okay. I'm totally a mark for Rip. I don't want to be the boss, but I'm happy to be the good soldier, yep. and the tough guy thing is just cool, because mm-hmm. you don't mess with Rip or people that Rip cares about. <laughs> but... He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a he's a good dude. He just wants to do his job, but don't cross him because things are going to go very south if you cross Rip. Absolutely. And I think, and I also like John Dutton. Yeah. And neither of them have a lot of redeeming qualities. <laughs> Nobody in the show, aside from you, you and I talked earlier about Jamie or not Jamie, um, Casey. Casey. Yeah. Has redeeming qualities and is sort of a, a satellite of the family. He comes in, but he goes away a lot. Most of them don't have a lot of redeeming quality. I think it's that everybody except for Casey has bitten too hard into the darkness to ever be able to kind of come back from it. They've yeah. seen what they have to do and they're not going to be able to come out of it. But it is true. Everybody, like everybody, even if you can't directly, because if there's a human being that feels they can perfectly relate with Beth Dutton, that person needs to <laughs> see someone immediately. Uh, but yes, like I, I, I said to you last night, Rip is that guy. He's the soldier. He he might not necessarily be a bad guy, but he's he has what he has. He's loyal to what he has, and he understands that without someone giving him you know this hand and pulling him in and making him a part of this, he wouldn't have any of it. He'd probably be in jail or dead. So he's going to do exactly what he's asked to do. It and he's perfectly willing to do whatever the bad thing is. It's like and he goes. It goes very dark very quickly in these shows, and. That's sort of what I like about it. I think I've been thinking about this. I'm sort of drawn to the dark stuff. I find it interesting because you can't do that in real life. I've, no. I've heard a lot of actors say being the good guy's fine and you're the hero in everybody's, but being the bad guy's fun because you can do all the stuff you're not allowed to do. And I think that's part of the appeal of the show is they're all playing this game 
and none of it's good. It's no. all just to keep the ranch by any means necessary. And it's fun to watch these people do these things. Like in one of the latest episodes, they're trying to get rid of this company, and the woman says, and they've got it. She's out. She's in. Before she leaves, she leaves one order ruin this family. Yep. And it's like, oh, this is going to be excellent. The, the, the dark stuff. I love the dark stuff, and I'm fascinated by it. And there's a lot of that in here. Even though they're not all evil, it's they're all they're like believable characters. Everybody has a dark side in yes. their in their personality, and it's fun to watch these people sort of let that play a little bit because they have the power to do it. Well, I said that to Aaron after the first season. Uh, this is one of those shows where there's not a good person on it. Anybody in any other show is a villain, but you find yourself rooting for people who are doing things that any other yeah. show you'd be like, why aren't they arresting this person? But in your head, you're like, oh, they're going to take him to the train station. He needs to be there. That's <laughs> yes. where that person needs to. By the way, for, again, we're, we're putting out spoilers. The train station is the border of Montana and Wyoming where there's a nice big drop off where if they don't like what you're doing, they take you there and they shoot you and, and throw you into yeah, the ravine. And you'll never be found again. <laughs> but it, it's that thing of you're, you're rooting for people that, as I said, on any other show would be a bad human being and they would be a villain. And in this show, they're kind of the good guy. You find yourself rooting for the yeah. Duttons, and it's like, what are they going to do now to save the ranch, and how underhanded is it going to be? Or how, like, you know, I think back to, like, we were speaking about Rip's loyalty. I think back to early in one of the seasons, they all go to a bar, and Jimmy, who is not a cowboy at first, and he, he takes a while, he takes the, I'm a member of the Yellowstone a little too far and gets a little too cocky, and they get into a bar fight. And they come back, they're all a little beaten up, and Rip sees them and goes, what happened? And he's like, you know, they these guys attacked us, they fight. His idea of how to make it even is to back a trailer up to the bar and let a bull <laughs> loose in the bar. And then when people are running out, him and other people blindside them by hitting them with bats. Not bats, not bats, they're axe handles. Axe handles, okay. And it's like... Because that's what you would have on a ranch, you would have an abundance of axe handles. Yes. And it's like, it's like, but you know what? That in that moment you feel, kind of feel gratified that what they're doing is wrong. You're you're beating up people for no reason, but it, it's it's gratifying and it also shows you the Yellowstone carries weight. Don't mess with it. And they only beat up. They don't beat up everybody yes. that runs out of the bar. It's only the people that beat up their guy. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's no no don't mess with us. We will win every time. Absolutely. And it's like and that was that was one of my favorite scenes because even my wife's like, what do they got? Baseball bats? Like no no. Axe handles. Like, what is like, a baseball bat's great. A baseball bat will break in the middle. An axe handle's made not to break because it's all the same thickness all the way through. Yep. And it hurts. If you've ever been hit by an axe handle, they hurt. <laughs> I have a long time I ago. Was say, I think Brian's <laughs> actually lived some of the Yellowstone life. Um, <laughs> no, no, I wish. As we, uh, as we were talking, uh, Taylor Sheridan's created this world. There's spinoffs. There's 1883. There's going to be 1923 yep. uh, prequels to this. And he's got other stuff, like you mentioned, Tulsa King and all that. But I wanted to ask, if you take this world as it is, because I have a good one, but if you take this world as it is, if you were going to see another spinoff or another origin story, is there one you'd want? Like, would you want the Rip Wheeler story? Would you want, you know, like the, the missing years for Casey? Because Casey goes, and now again, that would be more of a military show. Yeah, yeah. But is there one that you would want? Because if there was going to be a spinoff, and I mean this sincerely, I would watch this weekly because I think they're some of the best characters. I want him to make 
the bunkhouse. I want to see what that bunkhouse looks like from the beginning of the day to the end of the day because it, it, it always seems to be the fun part of the show. There's still the dark moments. There's still the, the, the tension and all that. But those guys in the bunkhouse, uh, Lloyd, uh, Walker, all these guys, they make up a, a teeter. They make up a great part of the show that I think would be very interesting to see. They're, they're kind of secondary characters for a good reason, but they're also characters that I, I want to see them just as much as I want to see Beth, Rip, John, Casey. I don't disagree totally, but I think if we're watching the day to day, you're gonna what do you what am I gonna see them herding the cattle back to the barn and I I get what you're saying. I like those characters too. My fear would be a little of of teeter is great. If it's a whole episode of not understanding what the hell she's saying, <laughs> I might become frustrated and go, I can't I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know what she's saying. So, but I, I do yeah, I would like to see the backstory of um I can't think of his name, the old ranch hand. Lloyd. No, Lloyd. I would love to see maybe his backstory. How did he come there? Uh, there's probably other people that have been on the ranch. Yeah. Maybe a story of ranch hands that have come and gone. Okay. But I think Lloyd's the one, to me, because we've seen him be happy. We've seen him be the leader. But we've also seen Rip beat him up mercilessly because he made a mistake. That's the you curious know. question. I, I, I and I again, we we have to assume that because of how complete the world is, mm-hmm. it's already planned out, and we're going to get it eventually. We're just looking ahead. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened, and we might get it this season even. What happened, or when did it happen that Rip leapfrogged Lloyd? Lloyd yes, because you would assume the way it went, Lloyd would be the guy running the the, the show. That's how it appears Rip, in flashbacks. He's yes. the guy in charge of the bunkhouse. So You're right. what what happened along the way that <clears throat> he leapfrogged him? That would be a great story. Because the other thing is, I, I said to you the other day. Rip is a guy who's not a member of the family. They, they, he was, he was an orphan by his own doing, but he was an orphan who chose to, you know, they, they chose him to come to the ranch, be a part of it. Uh, and over the years he's become loyal. I said, John Dutton is almost like, almost like his dad. He looks at him in that way because he's a mentor, but I would argue just as much, if not big brother, Lloyd's almost kind of his dad, because like you said, he beats the crap out of him, but Lloyd is the only person on that show that Rip doesn't ever really give a hard time to or treat poorly he almost kind of looks at him as like you're the other guy i know that no matter what happens i can lean hard on you and nothing's gonna go wrong he's the guy who taught rip to be a cowboy because when we first see rip come to the ranch he's not not. from that world so loy's the guy I, i got the impression who guided him it would be interesting to see the transition because clearly john dutton is involved in this transition of rip from just ranch hand to leader of the of yeah. the cowboys and it would be interesting but yeah he does sort of defer to lloyd and and when we watched it bev was very upset that rip would beat up lloyd it, it really bothered her but lloyd doesn't take it personally because this is what the this is and that's another thing it's like look i work in radio you work in radio i wouldn't ever say i'm a tough guy i'm a hard guy cowboys are tough hard guys yep. and that's just the rule you get beat up you stand up, you go, I, I I, did that, I accept it, and you move on with your life. There's no hard feelings, there's no Lloyd's plotting his revenge. Lloyd goes, okay, takes his whooping and moves on. And it's like, And that, to me, is another aspect of this show that is like, that's awesome. It's like, yeah. that's how men are. I wish I was one. <laughs> A man? Well, that's okay. Uh, the other one, as you were saying that, the other one I was thinking of that 
Again, they might absolutely do. We might get in flashbacks. Again, we're looking way ahead of something that might already be planned out. I kind of think we need, like, Yellowstone, like, late 80s, early 90s. I want to know what happened between Casey and John that their their relationship was... Because he even says he's like, yeah. he, he defied me one too many times. And it's like, well, where were those defiles? Because from what I can see, he's not a defiant person. He kind of does things he does it a little begrudgingly but also in the first season there's no backstory to it they pull up in a field and rip and casey just start fighting each other and it's you could kind of tell they don't really like each other so what where's the reason there is it because casey left and rip holds it against him that he didn't stay i i, I kind of wouldn't mind that backstory to know absolutely because we, we've already gotten the 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 rip and beth story a little yes. bit like we understand it we understand jamie and how he fits and all this yep. casey's really the only one that has no backstory in this you just know yeah you he know he's in the military and the assumption i've always made is that he was this defiant guy the military sort of straightened him out because i had a, my older brother was a very defiant very belligerent dude and he went into the marines and when he came out completely different guy nicest guy on the planet family oriented it's like and it's to me he's casey it's yeah. like so I would love to see. I don't need to see the the, the military years necessarily, no. but maybe before, and then knowing, understanding afterwards, like okay, this the is military straighten him out. This is how he and yeah. Rip don't see eye to eye because of all this stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. Um, all right, so we're gonna wrap this one up. But before we do, last question, and this one might be hard to answer, but I I, I think everybody's got their opinion, so there's no real right or wrong answer. If I was to tell you that. Next season, or if I was to restart Yellowstone, who's the one guy, one character I could take out of this show of the main characters you think you could take out of this show, and this show still is what it is? Ooh, I don't know if there is any. Okay, because everybody plays such an integral part. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, my my first reflex is either Beth or Jamie, but the dynamic between the two of them is so. Uh, it's such an important part of the whole family dynamic mm-hmm. that if you take either one of them away, I don't know if the family dynamic is then the same. So I'm not sure if a- anybody okay. could be taken out of this. See, I would argue Jamie, but the only reason I would argue Jamie is because, and again, he works in this, so I'm arguing a little bit against myself. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that doesn't fit in this world. He's not a cowboy. He can he can cowboy, but he's not a cowboy. He's not a rancher. He legitimately is what John Dutton is fighting against. He's the only one that is in the civil world and doing, but he does all the things they can't do. Right. But the reason I say Jamie is because, you know, spoilers again, if you if you haven't seen the show, Jamie is not his son. He is an adopted child. Right. He's not a part of this family in that regard. But Beth has problems and beth has rage and beth has problems against people and she could still have all that without jamie she could it wouldn't be the same wouldn't be the same and jamie is sort of the coin flip side of rip rip is the cowboy does what he's told jamie is defiant (laughs) but he's the city guy he knows the law Mm -hmm. so i don't know if the story's the same without him you need in my mind you need that character to do some of the dirty work politically. Yeah. So I don't know if you could get rid of any of them. To me, Beth is the one you could get rid of. She's only causing trouble and stirring stuff, which mm-hmm. makes stuff fun. Don't get me wrong. She's a lot of fun. But if you got rid of somebody, it would probably be her yeah. over Jamie to me. 
But I also think Beth, you got to kind of keep Beth because if you think Beth's had some really bad run-ins with people and it's created problems, Beth is almost the catalyst for these guys to fight. They're all almost protecting all the time, Beth. Yes, you know, Rip has to go protect her a lot, and has to, uh, uh, to me. And if you don't agree, you don't agree. It's fine. To me, the cooler scene mm-hmm. at the beginning of season four, when he shakes up the cooler and says "From the Yellowstone," yes. and the snake pops out, mm-hmm. is one of the most you know baller. I, I can't swear, but I would yeah. if I could. Is one of the most hardcore best scenes I've seen in this show because it shows exactly what they think of anyone that isn't Yellowstone. Oh, absolutely. And it's phenomenal. But I would say Jamie. If I had to say it would be Jamie because I feel like there are other people on the show. For instance, his relationship with the former governor, she could almost she fill, could that, fill role that role as that advisor to here's what you do to get around that. Or you could have a secondary character who is kind of the lawyer on retainer who's close to the family, maybe grew up with the family, maybe was Casey or Beth's like childhood friend. But it brings a little to something to it to me that he's does. actually in the family and is considered a son. There's something, there's an added element there that yes. you would you would lose and to me if you lose the the jamie um what's the girl's name beth I, beth I, I totally zoned on that i've never if, seen someone's <laughs> eyes get so wide <laughs> if you lose that relationship you lose something important it would be almost yes. like losing casey and his relationship to the ranch overall it's like you need that yeah as an overall overall part of the story. No, and I agree. Like I said, we're fighting against ourselves yeah. here because it, it, to us, yeah. we're talking about a show that is close as close to perfect yeah. as can be. So it, it's it's that kind of thing. Now, because it's not a movie and we can't really review it in that way, I guess it's more for you. We we can't really say stream or you know go yeah. to the theaters and all that, but. I guess if I'm going to tell you right now, like you've got six things in the queue, and they're all things you haven't seen, mm-hmm. where do, is Yellowstone that top one for you? If I'm recommending shows to people, yes, yes I always that's the first one I like. If I you always start with Yellowstone, got to do Yellowstone yeah. if you if you're into that at all. Uh, Walking Dead's always in my top okay. five. Uh, uh, I always, for some reason, if I go nerd, I go with any of the CW superhero stuff, yep. and then. Because I'm a huge nerd, I I always lean on Star Trek. I know. So, like, but I'm just saying, like, Sunday, Yellowstone's yeah. always the first one I tell people. Watch Sun- Yellowstone, you'll love it. Sunday night, things record. Monday after work, you sit down to watch it. You got Yellowstone, yes. The Flash. I race uh, home to watch Yellowstone's Yellowstone your show. I every every Monday. I agree. Perfect. It is to me, and again, you have to take it as I watch what I watch. Other people watch what they watch. Yeah. It is to me the most complete show where you almost could jump in at any time and pick it up, but it's one of those shows where you want to be there from the beginning and watch it unfold because you really do kind of become a part of it. Everybody has their opinions on it, and it's just a perfectly put-together show that I I don't want to see end. And the fact of the matter is that Taylor Sheridan has said this show is not going to run for 10 years, and we're already in year five, so it's we have a clock. It's one of the shows. This is how I describe it to people. I, I watched The Walking Dead religiously mm-hmm. until they got rid of the Rick character. Yep. Then it became, I stuck around for a few episodes. I was like, okay, and I'm out. So I haven't seen the end of The Walking Dead. I race home. They haven't hit that mark with me in Yellowstone yet, and we're in season five now, right? In season five. I Every episode that I've watched, from the time I've started watching it to now, it's like when it ends, it's like, no, no, no. I need another hour. Give me another hour. It's like yes. I, I, week to week. I watch it week to week because I can't wait 
<laughs> I got to see it. I don't yeah, want to wait. I don't I want can't. it to build up four episodes. I want to see what this is. <laughs> I can't binge this show anymore. I need to, I need to know. I can't. Yes. There are other shows I can do that. But I agree with you. But I'll take an hour of it over no hour of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do that like they did with Walking Dead, that's cutting John Dutton out of the show. And you can't do that. Yes. If John Dutton ever leaves this show... Yeah, it, 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 it's it's, over. it's too big of a hole to fill. Right. In any way, yes, Rip and Beth, and then that would be. It would be interesting to see what the power struggle would look like for who gets the ranch. But after a few episodes, it yes. would become dull because it, he's can only fight. For he's soul. the heart of the show. Absolutely. Even though not a Kevin Costner fan, and that's why I fought watching the show. It's like Kevin Costner Cowboys. Like, yeah, I saw Open Range. That was. Uh, Unforgiven light, <laughs> you know, and I was like, no, no, no. I'll, if I want a cowboy, I'll go see Clint Eastwood. But once I sat and I was like, no, no, Costner's perfect in this. He's absolutely. No matter what you think of him in other roles, and I've never been a big fan of his other than on the Untouchables. This is made for him. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. This is this is one of those shows that you know it, they it, you almost you almost can't picture what the show would look like with anybody else. No. It's one of those things, like, there are genuinely those shows where you can say, I couldn't change. Like, there are shows you'd be like, yeah, this person would have been way better. I can't imagine what this show looks like if, because he's going to be in the one, if they had said, you know what, Harrison Ford is going to play John Dutton. I think he would have worked. I think it could have worked. But it's just different because these are the only things you can see. These are the only people you can see. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not the same because Harris. Kevin Costner has played bad guys and guys with that streak. Harrison Ford really hasn't. Mm-hmm. So you see him as a good guy to see him playing the political game to try to screw people over and end up killing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin Costner, I believe, yeah, oh yeah, he's an evil yeah. guy at, at heart. <laughs> no, I completely agree. It, it, it's, it's a great show. It's a perfect show. Yes. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, that's going to do it for us here on You've Been Watching. Uh, he gave you his opinion. He may have been right. He may have been wrong. No, I wasn't this, wrong. You weren't wrong. <laughs> That's my also my opinion. Uh, on this one, I'd have to say I don't think you were too wrong. Uh, he's Brian Morton. I am. <laughs> I love that you confirm who you are. It's, it's just great. I'm Eric Dorsch. We'll talk again soon.